Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and on this podcast, I will be speaking to inspirational individuals who specialize in the field of physical and mental health to offer you the tools that you need to become a stronger, healthier, and more confident man in today's world. Hello and welcome to episode number 62 of the Modern Warrior podcast. Today, I have the man, the legend that is Ben Bidwell with me. Ben is a mindset and purpose coach. He's a writer and public speaker. And Ben's work involves stripping back the masks of masculinity and mental health, which I'm very interested to know more about. He's a heart-led coach, which also we will dive deep into and understanding what exactly that means and loads more. So, uh, Ben, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm always like a little awkward. I don't know. When I'm listening to that, I'm like, hey, I'm with you. So, I don't know. I don't know. But it's great. It's beautiful. Thank you for, for saying that, for, for introducing me. And it's, it's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, you're very welcome, man. And and the first thing that I'm very interested about is stripping back the masks of masculinity and mental health. And I'm I'm interested to know from your perspective, what are those masks exactly? What are you stripping back when you say that? Yeah, I'm going to give it a broad response to that because um, ultimately truth, you know, a mask is a blockage of truth. Um, it's, a, it's a hiding away of all of who we can be as a man. Um, and, and, you know, women will have masks too, but um, I'm particularly passionate about this area because I lived, I lived as a man with a mask, many masks, big, heavy masks that drained me for 30 years of my life. Um, and with that repression comes my passion now because as I've learned to sort of unfold these, these masks, let more of my truth come alive, it's like almost like this volcano that's like, oh, I can be me. I can finally be free again. And like the passion to express that. But in terms of, yeah, the masks, I mean, the, the obvious one for me that comes up is that, um, I don't know, I grew up in a, in a society that, that showed me I had to be strong, tough, unemotional. Um, it was going all in on this masculine masculine energy which you know the masculine is very healthy but when we go all in on that at the expense of allowing ourselves to embrace all of who we are which is the integration of the feminine as well then we can miss that 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 can become a toxic um animal um and so for me removing the masks is about allowing the integration of all of who we are as a man so i know you, you talk about this podcast the warrior I look at the, the, the young archetypes, it's not only the warrior, it's allow, about allowing the lover, the magician to come in as well so that you can become your own king. And uh, yeah, I feel like the masks generally often keep us stuck in that, in that warrior space. Yeah, that's true. I, I think there are some misinterpretations on what masculinity means or what being a warrior means as well. It's, it's not all aggression and fighting and unleashing your testosterone upon all these women and having numerous lovers and all the rest of it and being the strongest man in the gym and all this like yes that is perhaps part of it you know that's you know that is part of the warrior spirit but also the warrior spirit is is one of compassion one of love one of uh, sensitivity to other people's emotions and being able and open to allow others in 
being able and open to listening to others and not just hearing others, but listening to others and, um, you know, meeting them on, on their level and uh, helping them to raise up to the next level or helping them navigate some of the struggles in their lives. So I've sort of, yeah, been in that realm as well, where, of course, we're taught to uh, be strong and unemotional. And I don't know about your dad, but never seen my dad crying or showing any emotion, even when it came to love or sensitivity, you know, um, that would have been shut down an awful lot too, from his perspective, because again, he's been taught that, you know, that's weak, that's not manly. So this then transfers into the child, to the sons and, you know, kids will usually not do what they're told. They'll do what they'll see. So, you absorb your, your father's characteristics and that becomes you. You become just like your dad until you stop and realize, hang on a second, is this really fulfilling? Is this uh, where I want to be in my life? Is this what, how I want to approach a relationship or to cultivate friendships? Or am I cultivating friendships and am I moving towards healthy, fulfilling relationships? Do I have a healthy relationship with myself? So for me, without having the the guidance or the understanding in terms of how it, how I could become a man in today's world. I had to sort of figure all that out on my own. And at the beginning, maybe quite available to yourself, you're learning these things from society, from what you see in the movies, from porn, from your friends. And these things can obviously lead you astray you're not being properly directed and leaves you open to many mistakes and pitfalls and i've fallen into plenty of them and it's in those pitfalls that i began to ask the questions then in terms of hang on how did i get here and sort of reversing it and going back to the past and understanding that yeah okay i haven't been given direction here or the proper guidance and had to uh, peel apart a lot of the uh, the layers to understand who i truly was and and to move forward towards cultivating a life of fulfillment and happiness within myself. So again, this sort of brings me on to the next topic in terms of understanding that, yeah, you're a heart led coach, as you say. And when I hear that, I'm saying, okay, he's leading with his heart, not with his ego. So again, this is a realization that you've come to come to over the last number of years as well to lead with the heart not with the ego yeah absolutely and, and everything you just said it's like it's so much yes and uh, and i'll get onto the heart led in one second because that's basically my journey um but everything you just said is exactly it and i hear this story so much in, in so many men that it's you know it's it, i'm just it's that that is the story that this is this is how so many men are living and it's like are we able to realize that we're we able to go above and beyond it. We have to be able to see it in ourselves and to be able to do the work to allow ourselves to release ourselves from that place. Um, because it's so common. It's so common. I've had so many conversations and with so many different types of men. Um, you know, and some other men have different stories, but I just, yeah, this is why we're having this conversation because this is not you telling the story, me telling a story. This is so many men, so many places. So, um, yeah, um, with regards to the heart-led, heart-led coaching, um, 
yeah i mean listen for 30 years i just i didn't know i, I my heart was so buried i could i just didn't know what it was I, I i was frequently told dead inside by by women by um but when i started on my personal development journey there were coaches who would just say ben you're just dead inside uh, i remember doing something at a landmark forum which is personal development experience and standing up on stage in front of 300 people and then trying to break me down and almost took pride in this armor that i had around my heart that no one could get in and then just at the end of it them just going ben you're just dead inside and i you know i took that as, as pride i was like yeah you can't crack me you know and I, whenever i say that to a woman they're like oh my god like that sounds awful and i was like i, love, I was so happy with that you know I was like why did i want to be alive on the inside so you you can't hurt me if i'm dead inside um so my heart was as dead as buried as they, as they come and, and i was all i could hear in that space there was no other energy for me to hear than other than that other than the voice in my head this ego that was just talking to me and um the ego teaches us who we should be not who we really are and that's how I lived for 30 years. I was just trying to be who I thought I, I should be, who I needed to be. And it's only through doing the work, through, through stepping into uncomfortable spaces, through learning about who I really am, that I could start to just like, in my, in my understanding of this, it's like my blocks happened in my neck, in my throat. Um, and it was like, with that block in my throat, none of the energy, the truth from inside of me could ever make it up into my, into my voice, into my mouth. I could never speak that because it just never could get through. And all I could hear on the contrary was this rattling around in my head and that would just come out. And so the work for me was just scraping away all the stories, all the bullshit, um, all the stuff that I'd learned as who I should be that was stored in my neck and just allow some shoots of energy to come up through my heart and come up into my intimate that I could start to vocalize. And that was vulnerability. It was truth. It was my emotions. It was everything that was inside of me. It was expressing like the sensitivity that I've always had as a child. It was the kindness. It was the compassion that was inside of me that I never saw terminated James Bond, you know, Rambo expressing and saying, you know, none of that was allowed from my perspective. And that was because I was so insecure to be, I, I needed validation. As a child, I had to because I didn't have it myself. I, so who did I need to be to survive in this world? Um, so it's all the being the shoulds and the heart. Heart led coaching is about allowing people to scrape away all the stuff they've learned to go back to becoming who they really were born to be and what the truth of who they are is. Because until you're being who you really are, you're never free. You're never free. You're always trying and it's draining and it's tiring. I speak from experience. So for me, going back into the heart, allowing people to, to experience that, that's, that's helping them become free again. It's helping them to live authentically and with, with purpose again. Um, all the stuff that I didn't have in my 20s. Yeah. Um, does that make any sense? I just rambled at you. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it sounds incredibly powerful. And it's not something I've personally done myself. I, I have done a lot of... Um, self-reflective work and um you know I've, I've gone within to understand myself better and bring up things that have uh i've have ignored perhaps or you know purposely and uh, purposely ignored perhaps because i was trying to be someone else as you said seeking validation from others you know if you've been bullied uh, bullied as a kid you know that's a massive ripple effect on to becoming um a man because the uh the bullies can almost extract your flaws and these flaws become your self-limiting beliefs. So I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not attractive enough. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just not going to make it here. And again, if you don't have some sort of um, reassurance from parents or fathers or 
other people to say, you know what, man, that's that's not true. You know, you, um, you know, you are good enough. You you can make it. You you you're just as capable as any, anyone else. If you don't have that, you you are going to get lost somewhere along the way, which I did. And for me, I began to develop this completely different persona. You know, I was trying to become someone so that others would accept me, but in trying to in trying to uh, get others to accept me i was ultimately rejecting my true self i was pushing my true self down as you said my sensitive self my compassionate self my um all all of these things that as i said would have been seen as weaknesses or exposed as weaknesses as a a kid true other kids or true father figures back in the day and of course you see this (laughs) i used to watch a lot of uh Sylvester Stallone movies and Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, those guys aren't being fucking compassionate and sensitive. They're aggressive and, you know, there's a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of fighting and a lot of um, uh, misconceptions in terms of, okay, what, is this what it means to be a strong man? Is this what I need to do? Okay, I need need to learn how to fight. I need to be more aggressive. I need to push down all these um, sensitivities and all of these, uh, yeah, all these things that that uh, make me look weak or make make me seem weak, which, again, ultimately, you're creating further weaknesses in your life because you're you're uh, pushing down your true self and you lose yourself along that journey, which I did. So, is um, yeah, it's it it is a difficult journey, and for me, it was only after going through a lot of mistakes let's call it or failures and falling into many pitfalls that i began to make some changes it took a lot of pain for me to ultimately take action on that but for me as i said i wish i could go back and speak to my 20 year old self and say hey man you know what you're okay you know who you truly are you know that man um, can be accepted that that man deserves as much love and happiness as anyone else so but it sounds like you've learned the hard way as much as I have. And uh, you've, uh, as I said, you've had to go, go down and, and maybe get lost in order to find your your way, your true way in life. So for, for some guys listening today who are perhaps in this situation, feel like they're not being their true self, not living a life that's fulfilling to them. Uh, it's something you mentioned there as well is, you know, being dead inside, which again, I can relate to it's, I do, I do get some guys who, who I work with who just feel numb, emotionless. Mm. So from your perspective, okay, where do you start from there? Where, where, how do you bring, this, bring these feelings back to life? Or are they alive, but you, you're just, uh, again, suppressing them or you keep pushing them down? Um, so interested to know what sort of perspective you would take on that, especially the dead inside that's that's quite powerful yeah you know the the nature of um how we work as a a human being is is i guess this internal law of attraction 
in that the, the more we engage with something, the stronger it gets. It's like working your muscles. When we go to the gym, if we first day we go, we do a bicep curl, we're not great at it. The hundredth day we go, we go and we continue to do the bicep curls all the way through. We're, we're, it's more natural to the body. The body's like, yeah, I got this. I can do this bicep curl, no props. Exactly the same thing with emotions in, in the sense that if we just never connect, we never feel, we never experience them, it's almost like our body's like, well, this is not important to us. I'm not giving any energy to trying to connect to these emotions because you don't seem to give a shit. So that's, so that's not really essential to us. Now, I'm sure scientists will put that into some kind of science, but we know with neuroplasticity, the more that we engage with something, the stronger it gets, right? So the first time, you know, all the way in my 20s, it was like, how are you? And I'd be like, well, I'm fine because I don't know anything else, you know, like... I'm never good. I'm never bad. I'm just fine. And obviously, like I would have good times when I was drunk and I was partying and I was experiencing like something that gave me a high dopamine hit of some kind. But just day to day, I was just fine. And there was an element of pride again in that, in that, again, unbreakable, you know, bad stuff could happen and I was fine. Like it's, it wouldn't hit me. It would just bounce off and it's all good. So really like to start this process, like the simplest way, and I'm trying to make this as really simple as it can, but when someone says to you, how are you? rather than going fine, actually taking a moment. And maybe you do this yourself. If you don't want to do it with someone else, you don't have someone who you really trust in. But it's like, what actually do I feel? And it'll probably be really hard. It's like, I don't think I feel very much, you know? Like, it's pretty hard. There's not a lot there. But it's like, okay, but if I had to choose three emotions, three things that I've experienced, maybe if they're not right now, but in the last 24 hours, what, what have I come across? What emotions are there? Just to teach like the neurons within our body that this is something that we want to connect with we're opening up this and then not to judge the emotion it's not to go but <clears throat> excuse me but i felt scared and i can't possibly tell someone i felt scared that's like the opposite of who i'm meant to be is everything i stand against like i need to show up and i'm always strong we're judging it let's not judge this let's just allow the experience to be what it is and know that Sure, we felt scared, but we're not scared as a person. We just experienced, had an experience of where we were, were scared. Not our fault, just something that happened, you know, and allow ourselves to, to, to experience the emotions. And then the other thing that I, I really like to do is like the other, the, the other conflict that I had in my 20s is that um, I felt like I shouldn't be grateful for stuff. That was against my manliness because it was much more manly to be ambitious. So I was like, I'm never satisfied because I want more. And none of this stuff that you guys, all you people, you're satisfied with that. Well, I want more because I'm, I'm effectively because I'm more powerful or I'm more important or I've got bigger drive than you. And that kind of felt more manly. So I'd almost like not, I wouldn't be great if someone would go, God, it was such a great night last night, wasn't it? And I'd be like, yeah, I've had better, you know? It's like, it's just, that is just the opposite of, you know, happy, uh, gratitude is the gateway to happiness. You know, we are happy because we're grateful. We're not, we're not um, grateful because we're happy. Let's put it that way. So the other way is like, I don't, if you're in a partnership, a really beautiful, open, vulnerable way, find some gratitude for your partner, like feel into that. Even if it, your ego is like, but I can't tell her that because she didn't do that other thing. And if I tell her that, it makes that stuff go away and it makes it, she'll think that I don't care about that and she needs to not understand that I'm still angry about that or whatever. Screw all of these stories. Just be feeling into the presence of like, what is beautiful about your partner in any sense, the smallest thing, the biggest thing, whatever it is, three times every day or maybe once a week you can start with where you share five things to your partner at the end of the week of beautiful things that you can feel into that you experienced. 
regardless of the stories you hear in your head go above and beyond that and just do it and allow yourself and don't judge it so they're kind of simple practical ways for us to start that maybe to some people would be like i ain't showing how i feel that's not that's not me okay but if you want to start the journey this is a simple way you can do it yeah yeah exactly uh, it, it sort of brings up an, um a memory of a time I was going to a counselor, probably one of the first times I started to uh, seek therapy and going through a process process. And one thing that she, she said once that, that really stuck with me and I've been applying ever since is Gavin, you know what? Just a few times a day, check in with yourself, you know, see how you're doing. And it's something I do on a, on a, I still do it three times a day on a regular basis. And I say, okay, what do I, what do I need right now? What am I lacking? What am I struggling with? Have I got some sort of negativity? Why is that there? Is that linked to something that happened yesterday that need, I need to process or need to better understand? Or again, do I need to flip something negative and see it from a, a more positive angle by feeling grateful about it? You know, we often get caught up in problems and issues and struggles in life, but there is often opportunity within those problems and struggles as well. And within if you can seek the opportunity, that's something to be grateful for. Any difficulty you have in your life, there's something to cling on there to be grateful for, to ultimately to give you the energy or the positivity to be able to navigate that challenge or struggle as well. There's always lessons and learnings in any situation, especially in the difficult ones, but we can get so caught up in that. And this is something that, as you know, has been a detriment to many people's men, many people's mental health and uh, to many men as well, because men do struggle to express struggles and issues and something that I do, as you know, and that I, I'm a big advocate for and any guy I work with, I encourage them to do the same as, you know, journal every single day, because the journal is, that's a very private conversation you can have with yourself. And you don't, if you don't feel comfortable in speaking to someone else, you're speaking to yourself, you know, let it out, whatever that thought is, it's most likely linked to a feeling or an emotion from the past that you're yet to process and just writing that down is going to allow you to let it go or maybe change your perspective on it. And instead of seeing it as a, as a big struggle or a big challenge or something very negative, there could be something positive there too. So, you know, having that conversation, uh, it's maybe linked to uh, what you mentioned earlier in terms of, um, as you said, you know, having a conversation with yourself or asking yourself these, these certain questions about how you are and, um, you know, firing up your your neurons and and helping you to uh, to come up with solutions by finding the uh, opportunities within the struggles in your life. So, for me, that's something that I'm a big. It's been a big game changer for me. And within the journaling as well, there's is the first thing I do every single day is okay. How are you feeling? How are you feeling today? So, and then if there is a consistency of perhaps tiredness or fatigue or you know, some sort of struggle there that I have on a, on a daily basis, then I you know, need to ask questions there. And maybe there's something I need to do with my routine. Maybe I'm, maybe I need to take a break, maybe take a rest from training. Maybe I need to meet some friends, you know, stop thinking and stop working for, stop thinking about work and stop working for maybe a couple of days and just get back to it, refresh your mind, refresh your body. And I think all of this comes down to self-compassion, doesn't it? 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, and like, like you just said, like also to like it's it's listening and learning, but not judging. Like not making it necessarily good or bad or right or wrong, but just this is my experience. This is what's happening. This is life. You know, if I want to feel alive on the inside, I'm gonna have good days and bad days, and it's not they're not all encompassing. They're just an experience I'm having because I'm 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 living life. You know, and that for me is the opposite of being dead inside. You know, like and it's radical honesty of what you're experiencing inside of you and not judging it. Now, now we're allowing everything to, to come alive, to be alive, because we're not trying to suppress any of it, because none of it is good or bad. It's just it's the experience. And that's that for me is that's again, like going back to the sense of freedom. It's like now I can just be whatever is whatever is true. I don't need to wear any masks. I don't need to hide this sadness or the tiredness or this whatever, because sure, I'm tired or sure, I'm experiencing this or right now I'm feeling lonely or whatever it is, because it's not good or bad. It's just I'm having an experience and tomorrow it could be entirely different. You know, that's where I'm at. And yeah, that that's that's what I'm really feeling into. And it's still it's really it's um, it's a very difficult one. You know, I, I'm very open on my socials and I, and I love to express um, whatever is true for me and that's celebrating my wins and going like I feel on like cloud nine right now and like this is some smashing this in whatever capacity or it's like do you know what right now like this is going on and that's okay because I'm, I'm able to express it and I'm able to own it because it's not good or bad to me it's just this is my current experience and I want to share that because it is what it is and I'm okay with it and I think we can, we can all learn from that. I, I love, like, I, I see dogs as such a spiritual teacher to me and in terms of how they just, they're so, they, they feel what they feel and they express it. And it's not good or bad. It's just they have it. And emotions are a chemical reaction of 90 seconds in our body, right? If we express it, that's what, that's how actually, obviously that there's some discrepancy in that. It's not like if we're grieving, we just have 90 seconds. Oh, whatever, over it. But um, the, the chemical reaction of an emotion, 90 seconds, if we feel it, if we express it, if we allow it to be felt, um, which is what dogs do, right? They're so sad. We leave the house. They're so 90 seconds later, they're back on the sofa or doing whatever they do, playing with the ball or whatever. They're not going, where's he gone? Has he gone to see another dog? Um, does he not love me anymore? Did I do something wrong? Da, da, da. All these thoughts that keep the emotion alive. They've just expressed it. It's gone. Crack on. Be present again. Let's let's enjoy the rest of the day. We come home. They're not like resentful going, you you went off and what have you done? Explain yourself. You used to do this. They're just like, I love you. I want to spend time with you. I'm so happy you're here. Da, 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 da. And then 90 seconds after that, they're over it that you're home and they're doing their thing again. And they're experiencing life, you know? And I just, that's where I'm like, what a teacher for me all the time, you know? Be more like a dog, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, we, we, we've got our, um, our, our frontal cortex, which, which uh, brings in a lot of, um, obviously a lot of logical thinking, but then a lot of overthinking as well. Uh, a lot of people do struggle with overthinking certain situations, just as you mentioned there, um, you leave your, your partner or um, your partner leaves you or whatever. And you're thinking that, uh, you know, you break such as a, like, let's say a breakup and you're left there on your own thinking that you're the problem, thinking that you're no good, thinking that you are um, not worthy of love or of this connection. Um, whereas there's a lot more to it than that. And that's something that as I see it right now, a lot of men are struggling with is, um, breakups from relationships and just not not being able to navigate their way beyond that and yeah i think it does come down to this longing for an attachment or a connection that they just haven't been able to find in themselves over the years and this or even just 
loving themselves and then someone comes into their lives and they love them they give them that uh, comfort and that soothing um, with whatever pain or trauma they've gone through in their life and you know it's good for a period of time but the, then there becomes a, an over-reliance on this person a over-dependency uh, an attachment so when they're absent or when they leave you you can't be happy you can't be happy on your own because um, you still have this void and this emptiness within and that's something again when we're talking about struggles and, and problems that's a huge opportunity because now you have the time and energy and space to be able to understand, okay, why is this so painful or why, why am I feeling this emptiness when she's gone, when she's left me and understanding that that void or that emptiness has always been there, but she came in, she soothed it for a while. She soothed, soothed your wounds or soothed your pain for a while. You know, it was all good she gave you the love that you have been deprived of or that you couldn't find within yourself, but she goes and she takes all, all that with her as well. Or as I said, she just exposes all that again. So, you know, that's something um, I'm finding a lot of men struggling with the moment is breakups and just not being able to manage that. And very interested to hear your perspective on that too. Yeah. I love what you said. And it's, it's so true. What, what really comes to me now is it's like the sense of, um, listening and being curious to what we feel but again like, like not judging it if we listen and we can be curious about it what can we learn like how can we grow what, what like how could we have done that relationship better like how can i show up how can i grow so that next time in a, i'm in a relationship i don't experience perhaps the same challenges or i can i can deal with some things in a better way so that i'm growing i'm evolving rather than judging ourselves where we start to look at it and we go god i did this and i did that and she didn't like me here and i'm bad here and i need to do this like oh fuck it i'm gonna go and get drunk and forget about all this shit you know which is the easiest way to deal with it um which is vulnerability again it's like are you prepared to listen and and, and learn and grow and accept of course yeah no shit you weren't perfect like nor was she and nor was anyone else so like that's that's where we're at but are we willing to to listen and grow or are we going to deny that barrier and pretend that they're the problem and just keep re like re-engaging with these patterns through all our relationships and sitting in resentment never feeling completely connected to someone but just end up settling because well i might as well be with someone and she seems to tick the boxes um but never truly being happy with it you know so like that's a breakups are such a beautiful opportunity for us to take a look at ourselves and go can i grow can i become better can i have a can I have a, a more fulfilling relationship next time through what I've learned through this one? Um, and now like life's getting exciting in that place because that we're, we're getting better. You know, we're not just stuck repeating the same things with this energy, like, well, there's no point in even getting into a relationship because all the girls seem to be dicks anyway, you know? Yeah. It's like we're taking control of our life in this space now. Yeah. And something else that that's sort of uh, heavily impacting that is the, as I would see it, a loneliness epidemic for, let's say, men. I'm not too sure about women, but certainly for men, there's a loneliness epidemic there at the moment. And a lot of men are sort of going into relationships because they're lonely and, again, bringing someone in to fill that void in their lives. So what's your sort of take on, on this loneliness epidemic? And, and I'm sure a lot of it has been sort of... <sighs> exposed perhaps or sort of maybe being brought up to another level because of the isolations and the lockdowns and and all that's happened over the last couple of years and understanding too that we're very adaptable 
creatures. So even though things have somewhat got back to normal for the time being, and uh, you know, social outlets are open back up and um, you can go out and you can meet your friends, you can go for your meals and your drinks and all the rest of it. Like there's an opportunity there to um, establish real friendships and relationships again. We're also sort of still caught in this, um, in this isolation to a certain extent. We're caught in maybe self, self-isolation. We don't put ourselves out there all the more because we've become adapted and comfortable with being alone and with loneliness. And you know, we don't make that effort to pursue these, uh, these friendships and relationships. And I think the loneliness, as I said, is, uh, is a massive factor right now. Now, again... You could have good friends and be in a relationship and on the outside things seem to be seem to be going pretty well but within you're still very lonely um because uh, if we go a little bit deeper you're still perhaps suppressing your your true self you're not allowing your uh, true emotions and feelings to come up because you were taught as a child or conditioned as a child to some degree that if you allow those feelings to come up if you express yourself then that's wrong and that's bad you're maybe disciplined or punished or someone was disappointed in you if you uh expressed yourself as as a kid so you believe that that uh, to do this is is wrong and bad as a as an adult you're still you know living in that self-limiting belief so what's your sort of take on on loneliness and how do we navigate this epidemic at the moment yeah beautiful thank you I, I think a lot of people are very lonely um well maybe i don't understand actually a lot of people experience loneliness actually is what i want to say um me included because there's a lot more to loneliness than we understand like you said you can be in a beautiful relationship you can have a lot and still experience loneliness there's a book called um together i, th- I can't remember who wrote it I'm, I'm Vivek, I can't remember. I don't know if you've, you've heard of it, but he talks about the different types of loneliness and how explains how loneliness is, like you're saying, much more of an epidemic than we realize. Um, the um, antidote to, to loneliness, um, and then by the way, I think a big part of this, loneliness is perceived as so weak, isn't it? It's like, that means you haven't got enough friends or not enough people care about you. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you lonely? Like, you know, just go and make some more friends. We can, we can have all the friends in the world. But if it's not a real connection, there's loneliness there. And most of us don't know how to really connect. You know, I think it's something that we've really, there's a lack of vulnerability, a lack of openness. We don't know ourselves. So how someone else is going to really know us. We show up in relationships at the beginning, showing our best selves, all the great stuff. And then we have to maintain this. And then that's not freedom in being that way. And there's loneliness in being that because they don't really know me. They know all this stuff that I'm presenting, but they don't know all the demons that I'm hiding and shaming away. Um, so like loneliness, we can only really scrape away all the loneliness when actually it's like, hey, like someone can really see the depths of who we are, like all of our flaws, all of our insecurities, and they can know and they still love us there in that space. And now we're like, really, like, God, we can, that's for me is like a true deep sense of connection that is very rare in today's world. You know, it's really rare and it's much easier for us to protect ourselves, keep someone at arm's distance, less likely to get judged, less likely to be, to be perceived as weak or anything else. You know, our, our, our insecurities are kept at bay. 
but I, I don't know about you, but I'm seeking. I want to, I would rather risk 10 rejections for that beautiful 11th deep, real sense of like, my God, she sees me and I see her and we're going on something magical and it's scary, but I feel so seen yeah. rather than sit in a protective space from all my life that feels safe. But actually I'm never really nourished because they don't actually know the truth of all of who I am. But you've got to be okay with being rejected, which of course a lot of men struggle with rejections. They're afraid of rejections. And as I said a few minutes ago, you are your 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 true self was perhaps rejected at some point. So you're you're not willing to to bring to bring up your true feelings and emotions because someone else told you that that was wrong or bad and you don't fully express yourself in a relationship. So yes, as you know, or as you said there, um, yeah, even if it does come up in some sort of way and it will come up in a, a long-term relationship, you will say something or do something um, towards your partner and how they perceive it will ultimately determine the, the health of the relationship or the longevity of the relationship so again if it's if if you express some sort of anger or even happiness and they have some sort of a negative reaction to it they, they push it back or they um, reject it in some sort of way you know you're going to uh, suppress that and over time you don't express your anger your happiness your sadness you don't express anything about yourself and over time that turns into resentment you know you you become very angry with this person because they have rejected you and look this stuff again of course it goes deeper than that to the uh, relationships that you have with your parents or you know, the, your peers as, as a kid and our, our parents are sort of well speak to my own parents like they're sort of driven by the fear and you know they don't want to just don't want you to step out of line they don't want you to, to act up in school don't want you to express yourself you show up in school you do your work get good grades, get the good job, get your 95 job, you know, marry the girl, have the family, settle down, have a house. Well, hang on a second. I mean, these are all the external things and um, you're almost being programmed to become someone that they want you to become instead of asking the question, okay, Gavin, like, what do you want to do? Like, who do you want to become? You know, you're not interested in school. That's fine. Not a big deal. Like it's, it's school. And, you know, it's just, you've got to go through this process and, um, you know, over this process, you can take some time to maybe establish some other interests outside of school. Um, but you still got to show up in school and do the work. But look, at, it's not it's not the end of the world. But for me, man, if I got a bad grade, holy fuck, <laughs> we're disappointed in you. Uh, you can do better. And, you know, I've got so many report cards and that, uh, you know, the, the, the feedback from many of the teachers were Gavin can do better. Gavin can do better. Gavin can do better. So how do I interpret that? Okay, I need to do better. So ultimately, um, I'm not good enough, you know. And for many men and many people, the whole the whole character and personality and success is determined on the marks they receive in school. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's such such a detriment to uh, to their full expression or true expression that that that's not exactly where their interest lies and that's fine so yeah going off on several tangents here but it's all all very relevant as i said it's uh coming back to being okay with being rejected and i think you need to 
be able to accept your true self first, which again, you know, that's some self-reflection and inner work that you need to do to get to the point where um, I know that's something you mentioned there is being, you know, nobody can sort of penetrate you. You're, you're sort of dead inside, you know, you're sort of bulletproof to, to uh, other people's opinions or words, but you could also maybe take that from a, a positive angle and say, yeah, look, if somebody insults me or if somebody rejects me, yeah, it's kind of shit, but that doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect me uh, deep within because I still love me. I still accept me. I'm still okay with me. They don't like me. That's fine. That's on them. That's not my responsibility. So yes, you can be somewhat defensive in terms of pushing people away, but you can also um, not feel um, threatened when somebody tries to push you. So does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, for me, self-love, which is, doesn't feel like a very masculine word in the first place, a couple of words in the first place. Um, you know, that's the foundations of, of how we feel and like how we live our life. And if, like you just said, if I like, like my experience, you know, I, growing up, I felt real low self-worth. Um, that's what I learned about myself or how I perceived it at, at that age. And um you know, from that place, I was so brittle. If someone poked me, it would, you know, fall to pieces because I had no strength within me. The more I've learned to love myself, to, to become aligned with who I really am and this allowed me to love myself, um, you know, people can poke and, like you say, there's foundations there that say, hmm, of course, like people are going to see me a certain way, but I like me. And that's, that's what's most important. That's the foundations there. But of course, you know, growing up, you know, the, the, the story that, I got in the playground was uh, he loves himself. You know, don't I, I, like I grew up with a mission not to love myself. I didn't want to be one of those kids. Um, that was my goal. Um, so, you know, we all have work to do, like all of us, like ongoing. And you and I will sit in this space and have this conversation, fully knowing we've we're still on the journey. There's, there's loads of, you know, we're talking about the stuff, it's still unfolding. Um, because there's always more love to find. There's always more stories that we're holding on to that, you know, that still still limit us in some capacity. And ultimately, all we're trying to do, all of us, like heart-led coaching, like ultimately is teaching self, self-love. It's like, what's inside of your heart? Who are you really? If you can become who you really are, then you're going to love yourself. But if you're being who you're not, who you aren't really, you're never going to love yourself. You're not aligned. You're being someone that you don't want to be. That's not alignment. So we all need to learn who we really are and we learn to then need to find the vulnerability, the strength to become that person, um, which will involve rejection, which should involve a failure, embarrassment, all this stuff naturally. Um, but that's okay. And that, but from that place, you know, we're developing our resilience, we're developing, suddenly we're becoming this, this, you know, this truly inwardly confident person because we like who we are. And from that space, everything now is getting easier. The knock-on effects are, and everywhere of our life like the amount of i'm sure you have it the amount of clients that, that that i work with who come in with something and then it's like well i was only working on this but now this is happening and that's happening and that's happening and i've got this and this like naturally when we know ourselves when we learn to love ourselves so many better things happen in our lives um and we've got to go against what we were taught from childhood which is don't love yourself so um yeah yeah it's a big it's part of the work yeah, if you love yourself, then you must be full of yourself. And again, you know, this is a very <laughs> negative um, perception on 
on self-love and again yeah it's not very masculine either you know and uh but it is man because uh you're it's human you're loving your you're, yeah you're loving your true self you're not afraid to be your true self and you flaws and all attached you say yeah this is me i fully accept who i am and i fully love who i am do you have the courage to to do the same you know it's 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 incredibly incredibly courageous to be able to uh, accept yourself and love yourself and you know as i said there are plenty of flaws and um plenty more work to do on that but mm-hmm. if you can accept it then other people will accept you as well and, and love you and that's that's where real connection is it evolves when you can fully be fully vulnerable and open yourself up you open yourself up to someone else and as i said before they're not just uh hearing you they're listening and they're and and then you know what i found in in my i've got some great friends and better friends than i've ever had in my life because i've been able to be fully honest with them because i'm honest with myself um what i find is like when you start expressing yourself and your true self and your problems and your flaws or issues it removes the barriers for them to do the same so this uh this deep connection is developed because yeah, I, I, I fully understand where you're at and I fully accept you for who you are and because I get it, I've been there and, um, you know, it's it's not, again, it's not being judgmental. Judgmental and, and that's that's a massive thing as well where you judge people and say, ah, yeah, like he's got his issues, he's got his flaws, you know, it's, you know, he's a bit of a loser um, because he's, um, you know, he, he's expressing his uh, his struggles or his problems yeah but is that triggering something with a new is that triggering some sort of pain with a new that you're yet to accept and that's something i've i've found that if i'm expressing a struggle or a pain or some something in my life that uh, I'm, I'm dealing with and i do get a negative reaction from that i'm saying look Look, buddy, this is obviously triggering a pain within you that um, that you're yet to yet to acknowledge or yet to accept, or and of course yet to process. So maybe pay attention to that. And uh, look, of course, some people aren't aren't willing to go to go there either. It's very easy to sort of point the finger and to blame and to play the victim. But you know, if you play the victim, it's, it, it is game over. So you take ownership of, of your life. And by doing that, you encourage others to, to do the same. And that's what you do through your social media. You express your, your wins, you express your struggles, and you express your pains. And it removes the barriers for the men to, to seek you out and to work with you because they know you're not going to judge. They know they can relate to you. And um, they know that you are someone that they would like to connect with. And yeah, I'm just, I'm also very interested. Okay, so if, if a guy did, if some guy did want to reach out to you, what sort of, what, what sort of process with you? Like, where do you begin with someone who, who wants to be um, leading with their heart, not their ego? Mm. Yeah, so I've, I've done all sorts of different experiences and ultimately um, work with different types of coaches and ultimately uh, I've pieced together a journey that um, 
lets everyone understand themselves first and foremost and then finds compassion for themselves and realize that god you know all these mistakes these flaws that that we've all got and we've all made you know let's let's not be about the bush you know i've made a lot of mistakes in my life that, that i'm not proud of um but i have compassion that i've lost and i didn't know myself so understanding installing that compassion into ourselves it creates a bit of space now we're able from that if there's compassion we're able to own our, our our challenges if we're still in shame it's like absolutely not going there so it's creating that space to allow them to understand everyone's got stuff everyone's got things to work from um work to um and then and then taking them on the journey to opening up their heart feeling into their values what's really true who do they really want to be we learned that we've got compassion for these parts so who are you really? What's really going on inside of you? And how, how do we then step into that space and now really start to install who you really are into your psyche so that you create that identity of now this is who I become and this is how I behave. And these are the things that I do because that's how that person is. And now I'm like aligned. I am who I say I am. I do as I say I'll be. Um, my words and my actions align. I like who I'm being. I show up in relationships. I let them know how I feel. I let them into my heart. It's it's like a step by step guide, and it's um, so I do that over eight weeks, and it's not to say that I can trans, you know, I can transform everybody from like click of the finger in that eight weeks to done done, but it's like where I'm raveling the journey for them, pointing them in the direction, doing a lot of the work in that space, and then giving them the tools to continue on that journey for the rest of their life with an understanding. Um, but like we said, you know, the journey will, will always continue. Um, but once we start it, I don't know how it is for you, but like once I started this, it's like, this is how I want to continue. I don't want to, there's no way I'm going back to what I was because this feels so much better, even if people are judging me. And like, I really actually really wanted to say this to you before when you talk about self-love, if we really love ourselves, a lot of people are going to have a problem with that. You know, we're going to trigger a lot of people. So like, it's part of the course. If we show up and, and we learn to love ourselves, then there's going to be a lot of transitional stuff in our relationships and people are, are not going to be happy. Um, we have to be strong enough to deal with that too. Um, but it's worth it. It's better to like yourself than for, to, to play it dumb or numb for everyone to think you're fine and, uh, and just, yeah, live in that kind of boxed world. From my experience, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I've said it before that you need to love yourself more than they hate you. So it's uh yeah if you do love yourself then you know that's a test as well you know okay how much do you love yourself are you really allowing this person to trigger you and if if you are again you see that from a place of um awareness and a place of opportunity okay i'm being triggered by that what's that brought up what's that linked to you know i need to maybe explore that a bit more there's something there that i've not yet processed so again it's not that you take it as a a personal attack nothing is as i see it i don't think anything anything personally because if you do have a problem with me that's something that you're holding on to that's a problem you've got then you know that's not my responsibility and i've just triggered something that you're not aware of but anyway it's as i said um you know that's a test as well of how much you do love yourself um if you're not being a pushback or you're not being held captive by someone else's insults or attempted insults of, of your of your true self ultimately so yeah i get tested all the time i love it so bring them yeah. on <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah 
it's so interesting we are going to get tested right that's that's life and it's like it's not to avoid the tests it's to like how can we manage them yeah of course. how can we uh how can we move on in the best way from those things yeah yeah and again it's not sort of um it's also understanding that you could say that oh yeah that, that doesn't affect me or you know that's you know oh yeah i, I you tried to insult me yeah i'm not affected are are you like do you feel something there within are again are you suppressing something so again it's it's about the feeling not but the thinking so yeah that's again as i said as as you've been um putting it so well it's just to feel it in your body and then sort of try to understand that more so than to try and logically think your way out of the situation or through the attempted insult so yeah 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 it's been brilliant ben yeah um thanks so much for your for your insights and your inspiration i've I've enjoyed speaking with you and if anyone does want to reach out to you and check out your work or get in touch or begin a journey with you where is best to find your good self thanks so much gavin um yeah i've loved it i love sitting in this space thank you for for giving me the space to share with you and to listen to you and learn from you as well um uh so i'm 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 called the naked professor on instagram i want to show up vulnerably open naked i want to remove the masks i want to bear my soul um i would rather just be ben bidwell if i'm honest i started that page when everyone seemed to have a catchy name so i was like oh yeah you know the naked professor um, but you are but, you um, are you are half naked in, in a lot of those photos too you know? so it does sort yes of, uh, it does sort of fit, fit well good yeah i guess i'm I'm still holding on to that kind of yeah an element of like nakedness vulnerability um i don't know where it's going if i'm honest i just want to be ben bidwell and share some quotes um but um god it's a game that's a whole different story um and then i've got my website which is benbidwell.com which sounds much easier yeah yeah that's pretty yeah it's it's all good um yeah your instagram is really good i said the content there is, is brilliant like and uh you do have your link tree up there on your Instagram as well. And I, I do believe you had a podcast. Uh, I think, are you planning to restart it sometime soon? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to bring that alive again soon. Um, in a similar capacity to what you're doing, you know, having conversations that matter and, you know, not always with men, but um, with a, with a theme of masculinity. I love these conversations. I'm so grateful to sit with you because then I have to return it and, and bring you on and learn more from you. But yeah, I want to bring that back alive and just have open, vulnerable conversations that matter and show people that's okay. Yeah, brilliant, man. Yeah, keep up good work. And uh, as I said, thank you so much for your insights and inspiration here. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. Oh, thank you, Gavin. Thank you.